Welcome to Contextless, the podcast where there's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. Always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. And about how fast I get there. And about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Yeah. Cue the violin strings. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. It's December, unless you're like unaware and have completely lost your sense of time this year. And December, I don't really refer to it as December anymore. I just refer to it, refer to it as Mariah Carey Month because she is all that there is to look forward to in December, I believe. Except for, of course, my birthday. So it's my birthday month also, I guess. And New Year's Year Eve, I guess. I guess that's important too, other than me and Mariah Carey. So I guess, other than that. And so my and with that, my guest today is one of my favorite human beings that I've had like the pleasure of meeting this past year. I met them last year at school when I was still in school, which feels like it was a hundred years ago. And I and even though we've only I think we've only hung out IRL once, but here we are a year later and we're still oomphs like we're still sending each other things online and laughing this person we just i feel like we're, we're on a similar frequency whether it be through film music meme memeology <laughs> the study of memes and uh we're both writers journalists we love that and we're just and i i as i told my guests this previously I had a list of people I wanted to be on this podcast and this person was on that list. So the fact that it all worked out and that here we are about to jump in it, I could not be happier. That is not an exaggeration. So with that, please join me in welcoming my guest, the one and only Sydney Vargas. person and when I first saw Fernando that one time in IRL their boots I can't even describe how gorgeous they were and then I saw you walking down the hall one time too and I literally remember messaging you after I think you had like a new pair of boots and they're like the rose ones oh my god I could not stop thinking about them I still think about them bruh shout out to boots honestly I remember you like messaging me messaging me after that but yeah, we love a good boot because I feel like boots are kind of like the kind of like the bomb shelter of shoes, if you think about it. Yeah, like if you could have an Instagram filter like walking, they would be boots. I feel like they add that effect to everything. You can look busted and if people see like a good boot on the bottom like that's where the eyes go and i think it just completes everything like i have definitely worn sweats with boots like okay maybe that is maybe that doesn't work in my head it does and you know what that's what matters so exactly boots. and a person's boots can tell so much about them like if i see someone wearing chelsea boots it's a no for me, bro. No, but a chunky heel, like a um, chunky heel. Marry me. Marry me, betrothed. Let's go elope. But those, Please. the square-toed front part of the heels, square-toed boots. Thoughts? Okay, wait. One, two, three. Okay, I have one. I bought two on Depop, and I kind of love them, but I never knew how I felt about them when I was wearing them. What? You still don't? 
Well, they eventually, like, kind of fell apart. Um, I think they were, like, they weren't handmade, but they, like, restored them on the Depop and then sold them, so they kind of fell apart. I kind of love the vibe I do do with them, but sometimes I see them on people and I don't know. So, you tell me your thoughts on Square Boots. I personally love Square Boots, but I don't know if I love them on me. And I think it's, I, I'm similar, in a similar stance as you are, because I've seen, like, photo shoots with them on, and, like, on on website stores they look super nice but then i'll try the one on i don't own a pair but like i tried a pair once and for me i'm like this is not for me i love for i love it for others but i don't think it's for me i don't think maybe it's because my foot is naturally square at the front (laughs) i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but i love a boot i love a boot Okay, yes, and I'm so glad you recognize that, too, because, like, Square, we can all love boots, and, yeah, I think that's a touchy subject. Very touchy subject. Where do you stand on wearing shorts with boots? Oh, my God, I do it all the time. I'm so sure I have, like, pictures of me on Instagram doing that, like... But what type of shorts? Okay, denim cutoffs that were high-waisted mom jeans that had to be cut into shorts with boots. Okay. Okay, I love we love that because I have these pair of like high waisted denim shorts that I always wanted to wear boots with, but then I would ask my sister, I'm like, can I like, is it like fashion like in the, like in the fashion ethics of the world, can I wear shorts with boots? And she was like, no. And I was like, ah. and then I looked at myself in the mirror with the outfit on, and I was like, you're right. But I feel like if I was going out somewhere where like I didn't know anybody, I feel like oh I don't care, you know. But I think it's a look. I feel like people. Pull it off. Okay, I have to see it. You have to send me. Like, I want to see. Okay, what were the shorts though? They were just like your casual blue denim shorts that like are high waisted. They weren't like a distressed or anything. I think. Oh. But I, I, I did kind of want that like distressed look. You know, like motor. Like I want to be a motorcyclist side chick. You know, very much that. I think that's the trick, like, because I think mine are distressed since I kept them myself, and maybe, like, if they're too clean or, like, have, like, a good hem, like, that mathematically just doesn't work, so maybe, maybe that's the key. I have to see. I feel like, I feel like you're Tim Gunn, and I'm, on like, a contestant on Fat Project One Way right now. Make it work. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> But yeah, the politics of boots. We just did that. Speaking of boots, a recent movie that apparently is like bootsing the house down or whatever boots is happiest season. Have you watched it? I did. Okay. But when I watched it, I was, I I drank a lot. So like, I don't really. Drink what? Eggnog? Tis the season? Not eggnog. No. Okay. I got this like organic grape wine that was like three dollars from trader joe's it gave me like the moira rose vibe and that's why i did that but um so i feel like half in the middle of it too i was trying to like make popcorn with just kernels so i watched it but i'm like scared like you're gonna reference a part that like i was like not wa- like watching with my full undivided attention but mm-hmm. i feel like i watched a lot of it like to understand yeah, because I feel like that's me with most, like, programs. Because there's so much, because I watch so much, there's so much to watch that I usually just try to take away the big bits. But yeah, we love a Moira Rose 
mood. Really quick, did you finish Schitt's Creek? I did. I cried during the wedding episode at the last episode. I cried. You have to. I mean, like, if you didn't cry, like... Are you even alive? The fuck? Yeah, like, there's something to be said about that. I'm not going to say it, but there's something somewhere. You're, you're not going to say it because it doesn't need to be said because we already know what it is. Exactly. Wait, I cried too when Stevie performed in cover of... I did too. I, think I cried harder at that episode, I think. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I think it was... The song was called, like, Maybe This Time, if you're familiar with it. Which, for me, mm-hmm. that's one of my all-time favorite, like, musical theater songs because I relate to it so much. And I, I cried during that scene too. And my brother, who's younger than me, he's 18. And he always does, we share a room. And we always, when I'm always watching TV. And he always like watches along, right? Because like he's right there. And I feel like that scene, he was watching it. And like, he didn't say anything. But like, it hit him. I feel like, because it was a season finale, right? And I think he thought it was the last episode. But I'm like, no. But yeah, that was a really good scene. Very good scene. I'm so happy. Because a lot of people like, were mad that Schitt's Creek swept the Emmys this year, but I felt like they deserved it. And specifically Alexis, the actress who plays Alexis, she won it, and I was like, that's it. A little bit Alexis, okay? Uh, Even when I'm not. No, I think so too. Yeah, I know there was like a lot of like discourse about like them sweeping it, but I was excited about that too. Yeah, because I watched, did you watch like the little documentary they made? It's on my list. I added it to my list, but I haven't watched it yet. She was just talking about how she, it was kind of one of those moments that you always hear about where it's like the last audition that she was going to do before she quit everything and just went back home to like her small hometown and that was like it for her. So, you know, those stories are always like. Super touching. Yeah. Mm. I, re- bruh, I was that. Her, like, vet husband in the show. Which one? The Isn't he a vet? Her husband. Oh, yes. Okay, for some reason, like, vet registered as, like, a soldier, and I was like... Oh, no, you're right. That's okay, completely no. logical, yeah. Okay, but no, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. That's all we need to stay on. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, so going back to Happiest Season, like... did I thought the cast was amazing. Like, that was a stellar cast. You had Allison Brie... You had Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. you had Kristen Stewart, you had, who else? Dan Levy, of course, like, full circle moment, you know, yes. he's from Schitt's Creek. And I love the mom who played, I love the actress who played the mom. I think it's Mary Stolenberg, something like that of the sort. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I thought it was a good, cute movie, cute movie to watch, but the plot was so annoying because, like, I think... For people who aren't familiar with the plot, it's about this lesbian couple. One of them invites Kristen Stewart, who's the other lesbian in the couple, to go to their to go to her home for Christmas, but she doesn't know. She didn't tell Kristen Stewart that she's still in the closet and that her parents don't know if she's out, even though she did because she was drunk, etc. But yeah, for me, it was so un- like for twenty twenty to like have that type of plot. I'm just like. It is probably is realistic, but then it's just so annoying because you're just like, because it's just like, why would Christian Stewart stay with her girlfriend if she wasn't out? You know what I mean? And I feel like in 2020, like, I'm pretty sure that still happens. But in my mind, I was like, do we still need this in movies? Like, who hasn't learned this lesson yet? You know? Mm-hmm. And especially for like a Christmas movie, like instead of it being like this 
like unabashed like queer joy most of it was like still rooted in so much like pain of like you know being queer and so like that's like it literally until the end it was kind of like sad for Kristen Stewart's character and um so I definitely hear that exactly exactly and I saw the entire like online discourse of it basically boiled down to the point that like Christian Stewart's character should have ended up with Aubrey Plaza's character because they were both the only openly like lesbians in the show. I mean, in the movie. And I was like, I st- I would watch that movie. Make that the sequel. No, seriously, I don't know what they were thinking that they like didn't do that. Exactly. Now that I think about it, you you remind me of Aubrey Plaza, DBH. You, like mm-hmm. that same energy. Like I, I feel like I see that. Okay, I'm just going to take that comment and um, keep it with me forever. But, yeah, I really like her. Are you excited for um, Black Blackberry? Is it Blackberry? Yes, it is. It's, uh, Aubrey Plaza's new movie. It's called Black Bear. And from what I gather, I just, I literally, before I came on this, uh, before we started recording, I was on the socials and I saw that and I looked it up. And I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about her playing an actress? Yes, famous actress, big yeah, name. Big mm-hmm. name. It's one of those where it's like, sh- she's making a movie with like her significant other, I believe, right? No? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe you've seen a newer trailer. I, maybe. I think it's something, my understanding of it, it's, it's like, she's filming a movie and staying at like an airbnb or something and like she's with this couple that's been together for a long time mm-hmm. and maybe they have something to do with the movie because i don't know why they're i don't know why they're together but she's with this couple and um i don't know from there it just looks like it gets wild babes yeah wild and like i just looked it up and like it's pretty much what you're saying is about this actress who goes to make a movie and stays at, with a filmmaker and things get brazy but for people who, like, know of Aubrey Plaza's work, they would just assume it's, like, a comedy, right? But it's more, like, drama, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, thriller. So just little, it's not Parks and Rec, y'all, just in case. Mm-mm. And speaking of Aubrey Plaza, who I consider to be one of the great, one of the greats, just period, another person that I was surprised to see that we both follow on Instagram is the one and only Patty Harrison. Oh my god, I love them. Okay, I love them and I'm familiar with them from Instagram and Shrill. But like, what else have they done? Tell me. I don't know. Is Aside that, from there, huh? Where you Shrill? Is that where you found them too? I think I started following them because I was well, around the time when I first ever first discovered Last Culture Last Culturistas with Bowen mm-hmm. Yang and Matt Rogers, and they had. Yeah. They had her on an episode, and I just followed her through social media. And her social media is one of my best, one of my favorites, because you never know what she's gonna do. Did you see the Did you see the Tabby Margella boots that she like painted and made head ugly? Yes! Oh my god! Literally, they're what I thought of earlier when we were talking about square toe boots and like the little like calf broken in half. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Love her. But the fact that that post went viral on Twitter and it got all like the straight locals upset because they were like. You just fucked up a pair of boots. I got like thousands of like likes and retweets, and I was just like, "You don't get the joke, sis. You don't get the you don't get the humor." No, I 
People were so mad at her. She's one of my favorite comedians. People who, like, we're just, we're talking about Patty Harrison, an actress, uh, hilarious comedian, all around awesome human, human being. And for me, she's just all about, like, grossing people out, like, unapologetically. Yes, like, huge, huge, like, if you're unfamiliar with her, like, she'll just post, like, this very graphic Pikachu with a huge penis that's like veiny and just she's just like eh, look at it and who else is doing it like her who else is doing that no one no, no one. one no one and didn't she also make uh like another animated drawing where it was like Marge Simpson was like getting fucked by someone yes who was it okay I'm it wasn't that. Bart was it no I don't was it no or homer i don't know but it was like it's like you could see the labia of the vagina and like the blue pubic hair to match uh -huh. it was so awesome i think they could have i think they might have taken it down i think the instagram could have taken it down because i think it got reported yeah oh my god oh my god yeah but y'all should follow her for sure yeah her at on instagram is one of my favorite of all time her name is patty harrison but on instagram it's party harderson I love it. Love it. And genius. like genius. And yeah, she's in Shrill, which is a, an amazing show. Are you caught up on Shrill? Yeah, I've seen Nothing Heroes came out, has it? No, just two seasons. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. All of it. My fi I love this I love both seasons, but the second one was really good. That like I want to say like Nigerian wedding yeah. episode. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So but good. my favorite I have to say is that like women's convention episode oh that one is wait who was the girl she was interviewing who was the actress vanessa bayer yes 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 oh my god that episode was so good exactly exactly such a good episode people if you haven't watched shrill what are you doing what are you doing and like going back to party <laughs> i said party harder so just like <laughs> patty oh wait wait a minute Speaking of Party Hardison, I said that intentionally this time. She's she's also like she writes for several TV shows, and one of the shows she writes for is Netflix's Big Mouth, which just released its fourth season today. I want to say. So where do you stand on Big Mouth? Have you watched it? What do you What do you think? I have not. Okay, I know. I I think I. Cause it's like an it's been out for a while, and I want to say I started it when it first came out. And I don't know why I was just kind of like, hmm, I just never got back with it. But I know everybody's talking about it, and like even at my work, everybody was talking about it and saying like we should spend our last team meeting watching having a Netflix watch party. And I was like, I have to go back and check this out for sure, especially because like there I know they're like um, getting new cast members and things like that, and a lot of people write for it, even. Um, Mitra, I think she writes for it too. Yeah, just Mitra. Like a lot of people I follow and like, so I'm like, maybe I should go check it out. Yeah, Mitra writes on it. She's another comedian. Also, Ao Adebri. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with them? Yeah, yes. she's on it. She voices. I want to say her name is Misty. I forget yes. her name. Yeah, and so she's a new voice for it. And yeah, is one of because I like. I, I, like, I would like to like write TV one day and for me that's just one of those writers rooms where I'm just like 
literally it's like perfect for everybody so i love that but yeah big mouth i'm surprised you haven't like watched big mouth because for me that has you written all over it like really? like all over it like all that oh like, like gross like comp humor from like patty and all that stuff i i i thought you would be on i thought you would have finished the new season that just came out today <laughs> i i need to i'm sorry i i need to check that out for sure highly recommend i, I watched the first episode of the fourth season this morning and it was really funny it's like a summer camp season so like that's gonna be fun but yeah going back to patty harrison she's someone who like as we said like makes people uncomfortable grosses them through through their humor artwork whatever and i feel like that's one of my favorite things that like an artist of any medium can do is like make people uncomfortable and another person i don't know if you're familiar with them but i think you are is z-way yes oh my god Yes, I love her. Yeah, Z-Way, for people who are unfortunate to not know who she is. She's another comedian who has this uh, online show called Baited in which she'll have a guest on... She started doing it on Instagram Live earlier this year where she'll have a guest and ask them, quote-unquote, race-baiting questions to like make them, like quote-unquote, get canceled. But like she trolls them and she's really good at it and i feel like that's another artist who like really makes who makes people uncomfortable but like for a purpose yes exactly um did you catch the thanksgiving special with bill and yang i did not unfortunately and i don't think it's been posted i watched it like on i bookmarked it when they announced it i put, i set an alarm because i was like i was like no offense to my family but fuck y'all this Instagram live is going to be the highlight of my Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. it was. Z-Way had a baited Thanksgiving episode with Bowen Yang, who is a host on Les Culturalistas. Les Culturalistas and then is a member of Saturday Night Live on the Octing Ensemble. And he, I, don't know if you also, if you, I don't know if you know him also, but another guest on that live was I- Ira Madison III. Ira? Madison. Who are they? They're just, like, another, like, pop... They have their own pop culture podcast. It's called Keep It. And, like, they got banned off of Twitter because they impersonated Better Rourke by, like, you know, switching your profile pictures and, like, stuff. And he tweeted out... Oh, it's, like... This is back during the election was going on. He tweeted out something like, oh, as Better Rourke, supposedly. He tweeted out, if Texas goes blue, I'll drop my nudes. And, like, it went viral. Like... It, it made news headlines because people actually thought it was Beto, but it wasn't. And so people were, like, trolling. But he got banned, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that... Beto Rourke was a person, too, who they thought that picture of Alex G, like, with beer on his pants, like, thought he peed his pants, too. Right? That's him? The same person? I think so. Yeah. That's a, just a mess. A mess. But, yeah, that Instagram live was awesome. It's, it's usually... She usually does post her lives on her account afterwards i don't know but it was pretty good it was pretty good i it's one of those shows where like i want to go on because i think i know like how to not get canceled but then again i'm just like oh wait cancel culture doesn't exist so yes exactly the number of like peers my age that i've spoke have spoken with and are like actually afraid of getting canceled Really? Yeah, like, 
my fellow, like, some of my journalism classmates, like, they would literally, like, talk to me about, like, I don't want to put myself out there because I might get something wrong or whatnot and get, like, canceled before I even start. And I'm just like, sis, that's not a real thing. Exactly. That's not a real thing. Because cancel culture, let me get let me get on my soapbox right now. Let me step on it. It's just like it's a theory, or it's a thing, perpetuated by like privileged people, mm-hmm. who are mad that social media democratizes thought discussions and yep. are and then they're afraid of being challenged or like taking their authority away from people who aren't as privileged as they are and i just think it's a it's a scam it's a ponzi scheme yeah it definitely is and like name someone who's been like supposedly canceled who it's actually like canceled them and they're not especially if they're like rich and white and um they're they're fine like it blows over like and everybody forgets about it and then they just go back to their privileged lives and the comments that they did still inflicted harm and most of the time it's not um what's the word like they don't do anything to it's with the r the word i'm looking for rectify that harm that was rectify and i feel like it's also like people being scared of being canceled it's like you're missing the whole point you it's not about your ego it's about this harm that you this idea and this harm that you're projecting and keeping going in society like this just change your thought process and move on like um you're gonna mess up there's like we are literally all our society we're like been taught these horrible horrible things and um it's not about you it's about the harm that you're causing by whatever you said you know so i feel like even that it's just like again like you so-called getting canceled again because you're only caring about yourself and your image please like people are actually being harmed by whatever you did that you're getting canceled for exactly and this goes back to this whole like notion of like social media today where like we all have to like brand ourselves and like package ourselves and it gets so gross whether it's through tiktok instagram twitter even it's all about like we're like commodifying our like literal existence and and like for who like to like fit in people's like projected ideals of us no and honestly when it comes down to it i'm like for me i never worry about that because i'm like no one's keeping me on no one's keeping tabs on me like i'm keeping tabs on me you know like exactly Mm -hmm. exactly exactly that's why i'm like hesitant to get on tiktok because as we were talking before we started recording i've never downloaded tiktok and for me i like to pat myself on the back with that because it's just like i've seen all my friends who are have it they'll they've told me repeatedly that they'll go on it and four hours will pass by and they're like oh wait the time went it's disgusting how much time like you can sit on there unknowingly like it's it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. But also, I'm like, I think part of the another reason, I think another reason why I don't go on TikTok is because like I'm gonna be disappointed if like I don't go viral. <laughs> oh my god, I always think it's gonna be the one, and then you know what? It gets deleted because I'm like three likes. Okay. Um, 
doing it. Rude, rude, rude. Oh, rude. How rude. It's very, very rude. I definitely agree with that. Yes, I know. But yes, TikTok, that, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you don't have it. I don't have it. Watch me download it after this episode. <laughs> Just out of spite. <laughs> and so another thing that like happened recently uh, that I think you've heard about is how Warner Brothers announced that they're going to release a lot, several of their movies in 2021 through HBO Max, which means that they won't be shown or released in film in movie theaters. And people are freaking out because, like, on my TL on Twitter, on my timeline, people were saying it's the end of movie theaters, like, RIP movie theaters. So, I don't know, but, like, I don't have HBO, but it looks like I'm going to have to figure out how that works or whatnot. I don't know. Even though I don't like this, those types of, like, action movies. Because it was, like, a, the new Wonder Woman. I'm like, who's that? I don't know her. Miss Miss Pro-Israel? I don't know you. I don't know you, exactly. sis. I guess I don't understand, like, the economics or, like, of it. Like, I know. I don't know. Like, I just want to believe that movie theaters will always exist. And it makes me really sad that, like, there's a very, really, like, real possibility that they couldn't. And we could just move to streaming because I would literally rage. Like, what I would do to watch a movie safely in a movie theater right now, it's. I can't even imagine what the things I would do. But, and it's like, it's like a, because you want these movies to come out, right? And you want them to come out safely. Like, I was kind of annoyed with Christopher Nolan, like, with, um, I don't even know how to say the movie, like, Tenon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was all, like, keeps kept pushing the date back to be released in theaters. But at the same time, like, I'm, like, an advocate for movie theaters. But, like, I was just, like, it's not safe right now. It's, like, you know, kind of that argument. So, like, I don't, like, I don't really know what to think about it because I do want these movies that like everyone was waiting for to come out um you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then cor- and c- correct me if I'm mistaken but didn't you like post about how you used to work in a movie theater yes I worked in a movie theater like for years and it was the best I used to because I have some other friends who also worked in movie theaters like in high school and stuff and it's one of those jobs where like i'd be like oh my god that'd be cool but like it'd have to be like a low-key theater you know not a big conglomerate it'd have to be like yeah. a like a little matinee situation type of thing mm-hmm. little, little miss independent ba- a little babola theater yeah like i'm not trying to work at the christopher nolan um theater i'm trying to work at the greta gerwig yes one car y theater you know but to be fair, Greta Gerwig made her way to my AMC. She I know. Made her way there. I know. I was. I was like. I was like. I hope Sydney catches me because I was like, Miss yeah. Greta Gerwig, you're right. You're right. You got me there. You're so right. Miss Greta Gerwig made it to the AMC. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, when um, Lady Bird, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like she was still. There was a few people. There were some cool people that came in to see it, but Little Women. That might also be to the to the credit of Miss Lake Timothy. So, I, I think there was, there was a big cast. It was a lot of things. I don't, I don't know. I'm still they traumatized by Steve Odenberg. How, what's his name? Steven Odenberg? 
Yes, Saul in that movie. You better get Saul as in Little Women. Yes. That, definitely. I don't think I knew he was in the movie before I saw it. And I was like, whoa. That was such a, like a troll moment. Oh my God, Greta Gerwig. She's a troll queen. (laughs) That was so funny. But yeah. And so, okay, not not a Greta Gerwig theater, but a Francis Ha theater. Are you familiar with Francis Ha? Yeah, very much okay. that. Very much that. That's one of my favorite movies. It's, it was, I think it was Greta Gerwig's first movie, I believe. Like, big, like, the one she, like, wrote. And I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always watch it on my birthday, because, like, it's, like, my depressing cry movie. Mm, I like a lot of depressing right, Okay, you mentioned you mentioned Mr. Chalamet not, not a few moments ago. Yes. Okay. Where do we stand on him? What do we? Okay, I think we're on the same thing. I think when uh, the stands will come for us, Fernando. I don't. I I think like okay. When I saw Lady Bird, I was like yes. And there was something else. He was in like this other. When I worked at the movie theater, I took my dad to see movies all the time on the weekends because even before I worked at the movie theater, we would go all the time. Mm -hmm. Like um in the morning usually, like on the weekend, so it was like cheap. So I took him. I took him all the time, and um, Mr. Timothy was in this like Western movie that I brought him that came out in like I want to say twenty seventeen. And then two, he had like a little mustache, and I was like, okay, yes. And then I saw him and I was like, okay, who is this? He was in something else too, like right around that time. Call me by your name too, and I was like, yes. I don't know. Lately, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, I think I think he got like over not overrated, but like. He's very popular. Let's you know. Let's leave it at that. For me, I don't know. Uh, for me, I, I just always get turned off whenever like people I don't like like something I used to like first. I just get turned off by it. Okay, that happens to me too, and I know like we're not supposed to gatekeep and everything, but like it happens naturally, you know. Like it just happens, and I think that's there too. I don't get me wrong. He's so gorgeous, of course, and extremely talented. But yeah, I'm like I I see what you're saying about the gatekeeping thing, but like. If I'm a gatekeep one thing, I'm a gatekeep my busty. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 You have a point. You made a point. Yes. But yeah, I remember. Um. <laughs> uh. But I remember going to go see Call Me by Your Name in 2017, which was three years ago. Can you believe Holy it? Lady Bird came out three years ago. Yeah, they came out around the same, the same year, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very much an important duo release, I would say. But I, I remember going to go see Call Me By Your Name at a theater in San Francisco, and the showing was sold out. There was like a herd of gays <laughs> outside the like um, screen room. And the usher who would like go through our tickets, he was just, he was like this older man and he was just like, like hunched back, like, why are all these people here? And we're like, we wanna, we, we wanna see him fuck the beach. We wanna see him fuck the beach. And, mm-hmm. and we just sat the entire movie, cause you've seen it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I of saw course. The when it was out too, yeah. Yeah, of course. And for me, afterwards, uh, I was just thinking to myself, we deadass play, we, all of us, we sold out a theater room in San Francisco. We paid eleven fifty 
to watch a white twink fuck a peach. And we would do it again. <laughs> and we would do it again. So you read the book before? I have not read the book at all. But I've heard several people say that the book is better. Oh, I'm sure. But, see, okay, so how did you know he was going to fuck the peach if you didn't read the book, though? Like, it was just being talked about before? Because when I went in watching it, I don't know if I didn't see anything about it online or anything. And I just went and I saw it. And then I, I was gifted that scene. I did not expect it. It came, and I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. I didn't know, like, cause I'm pretty sure not, not everyone went in going to, like, obviously not everyone went to go see him fuck a peach, but I saw, like, peach references on Twitter. Mm. They didn't explicitly say he was going to fuck the peach, so I didn't know that. But then, I think, well, let me rephrase what I was saying. We unknowingly paid to watch a white twink fuck a peach. And I feel like that movie was so good because I'm all about yearning, you know, yearning, yes. but make it queer yearning. And I'm like, exactly. yes. But that one scene where he's like in uh, Army Hammer's room and he grabs like his like underwear shorts and places so it over his head and like gets on all fours on his uh-huh. bed. That scene, um, the way that there should be classes, university started, honestly. Like, I'll take it that far. Like, there should be whole, um, there should be everything. Everything should be revolved around that scene. Yeah, this writer I follow, she wrote something about how that's very frequent in queer cinema. Or, like, the sniffing of the clothes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I- I'm going to send it to you after this. Okay. But it was very good. I love that scene. Oh, my God. And I don't know that movie. It did stuff to me, man. It did stuff like because, yeah, I don't know. It was very good. It was the soundtrack was amazing. I I I can't watch it like that much. I've only watched it like two or three times because like anymore I'd be like it's too it's too much. Yeah. I love movies like that where there's you love them so much and they're so they impact you so deeply that it's hard to even watch them. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. What are the other movies that do that for you? What other movies are those for you? Okay, I'm like I'm blinking. Let's see. Probably. Hmm. Okay, do you have any more and I'll I'll be thinking. Yeah. For sure, I can jump in. For me, it's like a girl interrupted. Oh yeah. That does it for me. Oh, what's another one? Um, as much as I hate to admit it now, but like Silver Linings Playbook. (laughs) Oh my God! Why? I love. I feel like it's a. I love watching that one. Maybe a time in your life. For me, sometimes it's not the movie itself, but like the time in my life that like I was like binge watching it all the time then it's hard to revisit mm-hmm. but what about okay i need to hear more about silver linings playbook well for me that's kind of like what i credit as like the very my first like deep dive into film like or modern cinema i feel oh. like because i was i was a, i was a jennifer lawrence stan back then because i was just like who is this right because she was like very popular at the time and then she won the Oscar for Silver Lines Playbook. And I remember, yeah, I remember, like, I jumped up and down, like, in my living room. Because I was like, that's that's it. She did it. Yay. 
and I love Silver Lion's playbook, but I went in knowing nothing other than like, oh, here's this actress that I love who's going to be in it. And I watched it in theaters. Fun fact, my because I was still underage and it was rated R. So fun mm-hmm. fact, my I like begged my dad to take me to the theaters to like buy me a ticket to go see Silver Lion's playbook. And he did. And then he just like left me. And then I watched it by myself and I had a good time. Aww. And it was very lit. I was lit. And then the ending got me. That one diner scene where she's like, I'm just fucking crazy. And I I like that part about me. Or something like along the lines of that. So good. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. I liked it. And then, yeah. So I liked Silver Lines too. But for me, it's just very reminiscent of that time. As you said, it's not the movie itself. But then it just takes me back to like literally freshman me in high school. And I don't want to go back to high school, sweetie. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to. No. I don't want to do that. Exactly. Oh, that's a good movie. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm trying to think of other movies that do that for me. Hmm. Ooh, there's this other movie I, that came around along that same time. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's this French movie. It's called Love Beyond Rose. No, I haven't. Are you familiar with the actress Marion Cotillard? What is she in? She was, the, she was Leonardo DiCaprio's wife in Inception. Okay. Sue me? I've never seen Inception. You're sued, sis. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm You're joking. sending me the papers. Okay, like, I had, like, an annoying guy in high school that was like, oh, watch Inception. It's so good. And, like, same thing with the movie, like, I think it was Drive, and I was like, I will never all my life watch this movie. Not even for Mr. Ryan Gosling? I think I started it, and then I was still like, nah. I've heard similar people specifically men say that about both inception and drive honestly very quickly uh where do you stand on la la land okay i loved it when it came out that was like a really happy time i think as when i started working at the movie theater too but now i revisit it and it does sometimes seem like shallow and not as great as i remember but the time that it came out and i saw it i was like so I've been both places, and I, I definitely will watch it right now if we put it on and be like, um, what's the song? I'll definitely sing along to some songs, but yeah, what about you? Same, similar? It's very similar. I loved it then, because it was, for me, that's one of those movies from like the 50s or 60s where it's like a true film in the sense like it's a full story like very old Hollywood and it's like a love and an epic love story and it's a musical and I I enjoyed it then but then like the whole like moonlight best picture thing happened yeah. mm-hmm. and I like moonlight like more okay. without a question for me like moonlight ladybird and call me by your name those three like made me who I am today those are like my like foundational pillars i want to say in terms of cinema but yeah i now i think i agree with you that lawan's pretty shallow and like not very much that but it's nice to look at right i vividly remember telling one of my friends from high school one day about la la land we were talking about la la land he's like la la land is one of my favorite movies of all time and then without hesitation i responded to him and i said that makes me feel bad and he's like, what? That I love La La Land? I was like, yeah. 
like I, I said something like I feel sorry for you mm-hmm. something like that because I'm just like sweetie okay sweetie but yeah to each their own but yeah the actress the French actress what else has she has she been in She have you watched The Dark Knight Rises yes I've seen that she was the one who dies in the car accident and the truck towards the end Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, she played the the movie I was referencing. It's called La Vion Rose. It came out in 2007. She won the Best Actress Oscar for it back then. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the French singer Edith Piaf? Yes. Like, she sang, like, La Vion Rose. Mm-hmm. Non je ne rien, you know, like those. Like, if you heard yes. it, you would know. And yeah, mm-hmm. she is a biopic, and she won it. And I vividly remember, like, nonchalantly asking my best friend in high school, being like, oh, my God, like, for Christmas, can you get me this movie on DVD? And she was like, sure. And I was like, no, 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 this bitch won't. And she actually did. And I still have that DVD, like, booked away somewhere. And, like, mm. it's one of my favorite movies. Just because, mm-hmm. like, a woman struggling, you know, with love and stuff is really good. I recommend it. I watch it. It sounds really good. Ooh, but it's not my favorite French movie. You know what my favorite French movie is, though? What? Ratatouille. Okay, literally, I was just last week rewatching that after, like, well, you're not on TikTok. How do you know about the Ratatouille musical? I don't know anything about the Ratatouille musical. I've seen legit articles about this Ratatouille musical, and I have no idea what it's about. You haven't heard one song. No, what is this? I have no idea what it is. Like, zero. I have no idea what this is. Okay, Explain so, it. Okay, so basically, like, there's, like, this, like, theater girl on TikTok, and, like, she's, like, she was just writing all these different, like, musical numbers about, like, certain characters, and so I'll sing it. I'm not a singer, y'all. You never heard this. Never heard this. out of all my dreams. We praise you, all Ratatouille. May the world remember your name. And then all these people that, like, are super talented, Fernando, like, you have to honestly, like, this is, okay, I'm sure there's compilations on YouTube of all the songs together that you can, like, watch without getting TikTok. But um, people were making all kinds of songs, like, as different characters, and they're, they're good. Like, they're so good. And, like, people were, like, doing choreography numbers. And it's a whole thing. And, like, you got to get on it. But that made me rewatch the movie. And that movie is so good. Talk about yearning. Remy's yearning to cook? Please. Please. The greatest love affair of all time in cinema. Casablanca, eat your fucking heart out, bitch. Bye. 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 But the way... Anyone can cook. <laughs> Lives rent free in my mind. Literally, and like I'll be in my house, we'll all be dead silent, and then I'll just be like, "Anyone can cook," and then we just <laughs> burst out laughing. And it serves as that. It serves as anything you want to do, and you think you can't. Anyone can cook. Anyone. Anyone. You don't get that job position you applied for. Anyone can Anyone cook. Can cook. cook. You don't get that flirty DM back from that person that you sent a risky message to. Anyone can cook. Period. It's so good. It's so good. 
that one I forget I forget what the woman chef's name is don't want to say it because i might be wrong even though i just watched it i want to say like no it's not cosette that's slavers are off oh my god please okay i'm done bye okay. i dreamed a dream that time gone by. it's colette i just looked it up it's colette okay, okay you were close you were close i was close but yeah that one monologue she had where she was like i'm a woman you're a man and then she pulls the knife out and she's like, da, 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 da. um there's a song for that and it is so good it's literally so good and like people duetted it and made it a part as um what's his name not lin-manuel not lin-manuel oh, no. jesus the the character that remy like put his hair isn't it isn't it like louis i don't know even though i, I can't remember but it's like, alfredo that doesn't sound no linguini Yes, Linguini. <laughs> okay, they're like you have to you have to check the musical out. They have a whole song for that like scene and that that whole monologue. Bruh, say less. Consider so me booked. Good. I know what I'm gonna do later. You have to. I maybe TikTok isn't bad at all. I'm surprised that hasn't Disney like sent them a season desist or something like that. Actually, Pixar posted a picture of Remy with the lyrics of the song. They put a picture of Remy on Pixar's Instagram and put the rat of all of our dreams, which is straight from the Ratatouille musical, Fernando. For the way you're changing my world right now. Oh my God. I literally have never consumed this before. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I have to. I have you to. You have to. Bro, I'm, what were you going to say? If there's not a compilation on YouTube, I will personally go on my TikTok and re-download it because I deleted it to, for finals week and compile them, edit them together in chronological order and send it to you. So, Hopefully there's a YouTube compilation because, sis, I don't want you back on the app. I don't want anyone <laughs> back on the app. <laughs> but yeah, so good, so good, so good. I don't know. Because Ratatouille is just one of those movies where I, like, it literally transcends everything. Because I feel like animation, and I talked about this in a previous episode, where, like, animated movies, they get, like, they, they get, like, they don't get what, they don't get their flowers, you know? No, I agree, I agree. There's, like, a handful of them that do, but so many of them, I'm just like, okay, they just fly. That's, and I have a little sister too, so I feel like I watch a lot of like, or if she knows some like the movie theaters, I would take her to see a lot of like kid movies, and like they're written by adults, so they're like stories. Like when you're older, like you can still follow them. Like it is really good. That reminds me of this one quote where it's all like, I know I don't know if it's a quote or it's a line from somewhere, but it was just like people say that fairy tales are for kids, but who writes the fairy tales? And, oh my god, I've never heard that, and that's exactly, like, that would come on, you know? Exactly. Like, the only movie that was written by a kid is A Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And look how that turned out. No, no thoughts, no thoughts. I, I, I love that movie when I was a kid. It just, like, freaked me out. Like, George Lopez's big head. Mm-hmm. That freaked me out. I was like, you remember, you look and sound too much like my dad. Trauma... And ignited. Oh my 
my god literally that's so funny because i would think the same thing like seeing him as a teacher in the movie i was like oh my god i could see my dad as a teacher just because i saw like a mexican teaching i was like oh my god it's my dad no ma'am the way i would have switched schools the way i would have emancipated myself from my and teacher because dad. he was mean too and i could see him yelling at kids too so exactly freaking get that chancla in the classroom bro <laughs> say less <sighs> damn that was and then taylor lautner he went he went on to go do the twilight series which okay. i haven't revisited since like the last one came out okay the it's, soundtrack goes hard for some of it though it's crazy that you said that because i revisited on thanksgiving break and i'm obsessed i'm reading midnight sun like i don't know if i'm just like i want something to make me happy because i feel like i haven't been like like i love pop culture yes but i feel like i haven't been like a fangirl of something in a while and i feel that way right now with phoebe bridgers and twilight right now like i feel like i'm looking for interviews i want to know things that like other people aren't knowing like i'm on like reddit like okay what does this mean what does this mean or like on the sides of tiktok and it's been really fun and i think i just maybe like i have like my childhood associated with that but um, it's been fun, and you should revisit it because I think now is the best time. Like, literally, when's the last time you watched any of the movies? Like, literally when the last one came out in theaters. Fernando, please, no, you need to just sit and watch, oh my god, New Moon. Like, I literally was, and they're, they're better than I remember. Like, I was just like... Oh my god. Like, I wanted to watch them back to back to back and just keep watching them and talking about them. And, like, I have my boyfriend right now. Like, I keep bugging him. We're trying to, like, get to stay because they have, like, the Airbnb house, Bella's house, that you can stay in. And people are staying in them, but it's, like, booked for, like, years. So, like, they release all the dates for the first of the month. But, like, that's how obsessed I am with it right now. And I just, like, threw it on the other day. Forks. You want to go to Forks, Washington? It's in Oregon, but... Um, Oregon, my bad. Forks. What's it called? I know, but I, like, remember even... I was upset. You, were you a Twihard when it came out? I read the books, sweetie. Fourth fourth and fifth grade, I was... My nose... My big-ass nose was in those books. <laughs> fourth and but fifth like, grade. You were obsessed, right? I like, was obsessed. Yeah, and I haven't... Like, I remember all the movies, and I know that they're, like... They're horrible, but they're not at the same time, you know? Exactly. And so I know that. And so I feel like I don't need to revisit them. But I want to because, like, they're just, it's like a one, like, it's like a certain type of drug. You know what I mean? Like, it's an experience. And I, I, I think it'd be fun to revisit. Yeah. It truly is an experience. And I don't think that anything will ever happen on that scale or like elicit that same fandom or feeling ever again so like do you think so i hope so but i don't think so i don't think so because for some reason we everyone in the world like is horny for vampires i guess because you had your butt you had interview with a vampire in the 90s right mm -hmm. and then you had buffy the vampire slayer which is literally out here fucking these vampires and then you had Twilight. So I don't think we're going to have anything on that. Not only because it's a vampire thing, but just because, like, our, like, we consume so much media at a light speed 
rate on several platforms mm-hmm. that I don't think any franchise like that would be able to like withstand that through the years. So I agree with you. Like that in One Direction. Like yeah, we have BTS, right? But that's mm-hmm. different, I feel like. Yeah. Because even even the story alone, like we we have so much access to the actors and the content and the directors and we know so much and like that's fun, but the novelty of like being a fan person like isn't I don't know, it's, it doesn't feel the same. Just because we have that unlimited access and there's, I don't know. But like you said, BTS, I know, like, there's so many people that make friends. So maybe there is similar things that, and in different ways, that come in there. But I don't know. I just revisit them. They're going to please already. I will revisit them. That baseball scene in the first one is on a loop in my head. For With, like, Muse playing in the background. Like, say less. But, yeah. I think part of the reason why I'm turned off on, like, fan culture and stuff is just, like, fan culture is so toxic today. And I feel like I know I'm not like them, but then at the same time, it's just, like, damn, was I really like that, (laughs) like, uh, 10 years ago? But then, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, like, contribute to that in a way. It's more toxic because I feel like we have a platform to, like, view that like when I was obsessed with Twilight like uh what could I do I just talked about it with my friends and like wrote about it everywhere in my room that's like and I'm just talking non-stop but like now you can connect with people everywhere talk about it um and you have access to the actors like personally in a ways that we didn't before and yeah I definitely think it's toxic like are we stands like Ariana Grande stands terrifying they're terrifying they're terrifying the fact that they're called the Arianators Arianators yeah they're they're horrifying I'm 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 contemplating if I identify as an Ariana Grande stand oh I love Miss Ariana Grande but the stand I don't think you're I don't think you're yeah, I'm a supporter. I'm not. Yes, I'm not crazy. I, I won't bully anyone. Different. You're right. Did you listen to Positions? Yes. I like. I don't. I this album. It's so good, but there's just something that sweetener did for me that I was like, oh, bro. I have a sweetener shirt in my closet right now, bro. The girls really did pay sweetener dust. I know, but not us. Not us, not us. We get it. No, Breast sweetener. sweetener was REM. Please, that whole album, Fernando. Like, that's why. And this album is so gorgeous too. Like, thirty-four plus thirty-five. Yes, everything. But sweetener. Like, I'll. I'm just. I don't think I need anything more. I wrote from her. Like, sweetener will get me through. Yeah. My lifetime. Bruh. And that's and that sounds on that. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. There's this one lyric in REM that like always gets me. It's like. I love you, who starts a conversation like that, nobody but I do. Because that's how I start conversations with, like, my loved ones. Oh, my God. She gave us no tears left to cry. Every time. What else? So good. So good. good. What about Thank You Next? I like that one. That was another good one. What was my favorite track on there? I want to say... Oh, 
okay, when I listen to albums, I'm so bad because I just like play them in my car playing mm. and I don't like know song lyrics sometimes or like the track names. Mm. But the one I liked was the one where she's like, um, I think it's, wait, no, needy, 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 that's so good, that's so good. Okay, I do even know that track. That's how you know. That's, that's that how you know. That's you know. I, I've seen memes where like people will edit in just the intro instrumental to needy. And like people will just be like, oh, no, literally, 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 oh my god. Yeah, that's such a good. I I also like that song, but I also really love Imagine, the one where she like has the high notes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you're a high note. You're like a high note babe. You love high note song. Miss Mariah Carey, Miss Ari. Yeah. We love it. We love talented legends. What can we say? What can we say? But another song that always like makes my body. Like makes my soul leave my body, mm-hmm. is ghosting. On Ariana Grande, okay, because apparently, Ariana Grande wrote ghosting, about still being in love with Mac Miller. When she was with Pete Davidson, and after Mac Miller passed away. That. Just sit with that for a moment. Just sit with that, sit with that. And she's never performed it live, like, obviously. I saw, mm-hmm. My best friend and I saw her on her Denki Next tour last year. Mm-hmm. And bro, the, the way her and I and, like, a, an arena filled with, like, stands and, like, children, we all popped off for, like, two hours. But when she did Break Free, like, which is her most, like, EDM, like, song, we were, like, levitating. We were, levi- <laughs> we were levitating for three minutes. Like, non-stop. Oh, my gosh. And, it was so- and my- another highlight of the concert was uh, she left towards the end, right? You know, before she comes on to do her encore. And, like, she hadn't done Thank You Next yet. And the entire crowd was yelling. Like, the lights were out. And she was, the every- entire crowd was yelling, Thank you, next. Thank you, next. And then my, I turned to my best friend next to me. And then I'm like, and then I started screaming, tattooed heart, tattooed heart, tattooed oh heart. Oh, you would, you would. Yeah, and then my best friend caught on, and then we were just yelling it. And everyone around us was like, what are they doing? But then some people got it. That was a very fun concert. I miss concerts. I also saw her at Coachella last year, I believe. How was that? How was Coachella? How was that experience? Was that your first and only time? That was my second because I went the year previous to go see Beyonce. Because how was I not going to see Beyonce headline Coachella? Like, how am I not going to go? I went to that because how could I not? Like, without even hesitating. I figured out all the trips and stuff, all the, like, logistics later. But, yeah, both times were fun. But then I went second weekend both times. And so I think those are the more chill weekends because the way people hype it up is if, like, it's just, like, mass Instagram influencer culture, right? Mm. Like, at a peak, at its peak like you couldn't move without brushing shoulders with like someone in the middle of taking a picture like we had a duck to make sure we weren't in anybody's pictures and it was very cool it was the weather is crazy but i'm someone who like i'll only go to a music festival if like i have a handful of artists to see 
every day throughout the day, you know? Because yeah. I, I, I have an eclectic music taste. Like, I know who's performing, who's not, like, the on everyone's radar. I'm not like other girls. She's not like other girls. Mm-mm. No. But yeah, it was very fun. I, I think everyone should go at least once. But then again, there's, like, the cost and, like, all that stuff. But I yeah. think it was fun. I mean, we also both love Haim. And in 2018, Beyonce headlined, and Haim performed before them, before Beyonce. Mm. So it was Haim and then Beyonce, if you could imagine. No, I'm like, I have goosebumps. Goosebumps. Do you know their one song, Night So Long? Mm-mm. It's very good. It's a good song. It's on their, like, not their recent album, but the one before it. It was good, mm-hmm. but, like, I love Haim. They're... You've been listening to Haim's new album, right? I think that's, like, the one I'm most familiar with. Like, I popped, like, in different tracks. That's why I probably don't know that one. But, yes, this, their, mo- their most recent album. That's kind of when I was like, okay, who are they? Yes. Yes. They're a th- for people who don't know, Haim is a, a band with three sisters who are from Los Angeles. And they're very good. I think they dropped one of the albums of the year, in my opinion. My oh, opinion. Yeah. No skips. Like it's called Women in Music Part Three because it's their third album, and literally top to bottom, no skips, no skips. Not one. Not one. one. Cannot be found. Cannot be found. But yeah, it was very really good. Have you ever been to any music festivals like that? I went to one. I went to um, Beach Goth with my friends, and that's like the Growlers, who are like problematic. Um, but it was fun. It was just like really, really hot, and it was like really, really like, okay, how was the grass at Coachella? Like there was no grass; it was all dirt, so everyone was dirty, which I guess is like a vibe, like Woodstock, whatever. But like, it was really, really hot, and I feel like the people, like I had always wanted to go, and I want to say like in high school for me, like the Growlers is when like they were cool mm-hmm. and the lineups were really good. And I feel like by the time I was old enough and like I got to go, the lineup was like, okay. But like the best part was definitely the drums. The drums. But you just mentioned the grass at Coachella really quick was super soft. I think it was real grass, but See? it was soft. It was soft. But then there was some dirt, but it was grass for the most part. Soft grass, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Uh, you just mentioned the growlers and the drums, and we have a mutual friend who loves both of them, who is also named Fernando. Love, 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 and so love when Fernando. You, we love Fernando. We love Fernando. Fernando loves Fernando. But you mentioned Beach Goth, which I so see for you. Like, so, I can so imagine you at Beach Goth just having mm-hmm. your life. It was fun. And, like, it was fun with my friends. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely fun. But that's, like, the only thing, like, I've done that was, like, like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something funny I just remembered about Coachella. Uh, I think it was either the first or second time I went. This one writer went. And she went the first weekend. And then in between weekends, she wrote and really and published this one story about how the amount of like sexual harassment she like encountered or like reported on that women at Coachella experienced from like these men right people were being groped people were being catcalled that type of thing and I remember reading that and going to Coachella soon after that the next weekend and being like 
I'm gonna be so mad and disappointed if I don't get groped at least once. Don't comment. <laughs> because don't I think it's different, obviously, because of like gender dynamics and all that stuff. But like, I want to be objectifying. Well, at least I did back I then. Yeah, like, I yeah. want to be like thirsted after. I want to be chased. I want to be like grinded on. I want, mm-hmm. like, I want to be lusted after. I want to be a tool for someone's pleasure. Like, very much right. that. Like, don't acknowledge my that. humanity, sweetie. <laughs> like, I'm not a real person. Very yeah. much that. Yeah, that's super valid. And that's super true on both ends. Like, I know, I remember even at PeachCoff, like, literally a security guard, like, made a comment about, like, assaulting someone. Like, that looked so bad, like, right like right when they were about to stand. I didn't hear it, but I don't know if I looked at anything because it was scary. But um, my friends did, and they're like, oh, my God, did you hear that? But so I can imagine. Anatoly, did that happen? Did you have any romantic, lustful experiences with Coachella? Please tell me no. Let me move my bayang. Okay, so the closest thing that happened, nothing actually happened, like nothing, like nothing <laughs> climaxed, so to speak. Haha. <laughs> but what happened was I was wearing this like crop top with like this flower pattern sh- skirt, really long skirt. And so I was just walking around and I was just chilling besides like a tree. And then this one random guy comes up to me, and like, I think he was Buzz or something, and he was like, he was like, oh my god, you're so beautiful, and then like, he falls, he falls on and hugs me, and then I'm like, okay, haha, thank you, and then like, as he's like, slipping away from the hug, he grabs my ass, and then walks away, and I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> oh my god i love that yeah and so that was pretty peak for me that was peak that was, that was a peak moment and then fun and then he he walked like oh, like uh opposite direction that i was facing and then he came back because i guess he was returning and then he just like hugged me again and just waved at me so i was like Ugh. but Aww. i don't know i was like thank you thank you i don't know that's a sweet sentiment i love that thank you for sharing no problem. Shout out to him for grabbing my ass. Wherever he is, if he's listening. Do, thank you for your service, sir. Or is that what, a part of the fantasy, too, never seeing him again? Is that also a little bit? Yes, I see. For everyone that can't see, Fernando's tongue is to the side of his mouth, and the eyebrows being brushed by the middle fingers. Well, <laughs> but I don't know if it was... I didn't realize at the point then that it was like a fantasy thing I've never seen them again. But I think that's part of it because it's just like, hey, no no long-term commitments. Right. Whereas you mentioned you have a boyfriend earlier and for me, it's just like... that. I hate, I hate to reference this Kanye West song. But like, doesn't he have a song called like Love Lockdown or something like that? I think yeah, right. Yeah, it's like 808s and heartbreak from that mm-hmm. era, and I just re- <laughs> that just reminded me of it because like we're on lockdown. I don't know if you uh, saw the news alert, but I think in San Francisco and like counties up here, we're gonna go on like they're ordering a stay-at-home order starting mm-hmm. on Sunday and Monday because like shit's bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so for it because I think they should lock everything down like all across the country. Like Americans don't know what's best for them, sweetie, and I don't know. No. I don't know what needs to be done but that's a fact but yeah i just mentioned it because we were talking about like romantic fantasies but like bruh my 
I'm on love lockdowns this and this like like <laughs> like I'm it's not, I don't want to say dry <laughs> but like I'm not barren but it's like yeah I've been let's say let's say I've been out of out of work no out of service I don't know. emotionally or physically or both no, emotionally, I'm fulfilled. Like, I've never been, like, like, I'm romantically right. unfilled, but just, like, just sex. Yeah. Sex. Mm-hmm. I don't know sex. I don't know her. Like, no. And I'm, like, I'm not complaining about it because I think it was more of a need when I was younger, <laughs> says the yeah. 22-year-old, you know? But, yeah, it's... I'm on lockdown. My BuzzFeed is on lockdown, is what I've been trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. What's it called? Yeah. When I moved, like, obviously distance puts a little bit of space, too. But even just, like, I got on birth control and no sex drive, lockdown. Literally, there's, like, nothing there. And I've been off of it since I got into quarantine. And um, I was just, I, I think I ran out of a pack. And I was like, I kind of want to get off this anyways. And so... Lately, it's a different story, but um, but I live alone, so also still love lockdown, same thing, but um, yeah, yeah, because like, w- correct me if I'm mistaken, but like, you're in a long distance relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, how would you like what tips would you give? Because like, I'm in a situation, I'm in a similar situation, okay, I think. I think my tips are a bit skewed because yes, we're long distance now and have been since I moved to San Francisco last year. But before we have been together, like in 2021, we have been together for six years. So I feel like, I feel like long distance is kind of like a different. So like, I feel like if you're in a newer relationship, it might be a little different because you're still getting to know that person. But by the time that we put that distance in there, like we knew who we were and um, kind of the relationship itself. But I mean, it really depends because I know some people do get off on sexting and I know some people it's like they're sexting something crazy and they have like a blank face and it does nothing for them. Mm -hmm. And like those both are valid and um, yeah. So I just think of communication and figuring out what works well, whether that's like FaceTiming and having some fun or texting, calling, or even just kind of like, you could even see like, um, if like negotiate or not negotiate, but like talk about and communicate like what works like, or also I don't think you have to either just, but like self-pleasure. I do think that's important too, understanding what you like. And I feel like if you're long distance, that's a great time. And, um, to figure out what you like and how you can please yourself and, that help only helps strengthen the relationship. Yeah, because I feel like since we're we're in a pandemic, unless mm-hmm. like, unless the listener has forgotten or not realized it yet, <laughs> and so I feel like a lot of people. I don't. I don't know. I'm just like assuming, but I feel like long distance relationships are like in abundance right now. I'm just guessing. That's just my educated right. guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so a- I so I'm just saying like I wanted to like touch on that because i feel like it's more common now than ever mm-hmm. yeah and it's been different like when i first moved and we weren't in a pandemic 
um, even though we didn't see each other that much, right, because there was, like, eight hours between us, but um, it wasn't so heavy on um, FaceTime and texting and stuff like that. Like, I was more, like, busy with school and, like, exploring and making friends and doing things like that. And so there's different points. It's just like a normal relationship. Like, there's different highs and lows of whether, like, talking a lot or just um, virtually and seeing how we do that with letters. But then in the pandemic lockdown more, like, I feel like we had more time to, like, navigate communicating online predominantly only. So, I don't know. I think we have to work with it. How, how is your experience right now? It's going like the Frosted Flakes Tiger. Great! <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because... Um... It's been a lot of sending of memes. It's <laughs> been a lot of sending of tweets. That's a love language. That is a love language. Like, whether, like, because I know it's something special, as cheesy as it sounds, because we're talking on Twitter, we're talking on Instagram, we're talking in texts, mm-hmm. we're talking in phone calls, and what else? FaceTimes, etc. Just We have so many methods of communication. But for right. me, it's just that thing where it's like we're more it's more of like a new thing because we don't have like the years of years of like being together as like you and your boyfriend have and so for me it's just all about like boundaries and respecting them just like having being conscious that not that me personally i'm speaking on my behalf that i'm not entitled to their time Mm -hmm. because for me i'm just like Am I, like, too much? Like, should I go away? You know, very much that. But at the same time, it's that thing of managing expectations. Because I feel like a lot of people, because of the movies we watch, like, like, not every relationship is the notebook, sis. It's not the Titanic. They want every day. Some people who aren't in relationships or are, I don't think I'm included in this. They literally want Love Story by Taylor Swift every day. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's not that's not realistic, sweetie. Like like no like no shade to my current situation, but like there are some days where like nothing's happening, you know? Exactly. And that's completely fine. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely agree like the tropes perpetuated and all of that and even i feel like um they're 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 harmful to relationships like there are days when you can just be by yourself or not everything is some crazy slamming screen door being up late tapping on the window you know i've actually had someone do that where they like threw rocks in my window and it was you know it was really unsettling because they just suspected that i wasn't answering my phone i actually really didn't it didn't jive with me so some of the tropes pass on when they happen to you, you're just kind of like, huh? Like, okay, how was your first kiss? Like, did it feel like, I remember I was like, what? Like, that felt nothing like I would have expected it. I don't think I remember my first kiss. And you know how sometimes, like, when you kiss, like, if you don't, like, make the sound, like, I, my first kiss when I was, like, 16, so I, I can remember it. Also, it freaks me out, like, that we are little, and, like, I have no recollection of, like, most of the day, like, that always just freaks me out, but back to the kiss, like, I remember I was just, like, that, like, it literally just felt like lip touching, nothing, like, 
I imagine. And then, granted, I did have pieces that did feel, like, eventually different and did feel different things. But a lot of it, like, we're just people. We're just people. We're just people. But, yeah, I agree with that. Cause I don't remember my first kiss because if I remember correctly, my first kiss, my first kiss was, like, very much, like, passion of the moment. You know, not very much like, oh, not like, oh, no. like <laughs> no shade. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a romantic anime type of situation. You know what I mean? Right. It's very much just like like two pigs just slopping around, basically, exactly. that we didn't have time to like do all that. But I, I agree with what you're saying, because like bro, I can't even imagine kissing someone right now. Like I don't I'm standing more than six feet away from each other like that is that's intense yeah but even when i go on my evening walks like freaking even cross like being on the same sidewalk as someone i'm be like who's gonna cross you or me <laughs> what's what's that what's, what's happening what literally it's gonna be interesting like to see how inti- if intimacy is like changed but and at the same time we're not the majority a lot of people are down like breaking social distancing too so but maybe some populations will be a little bit different yeah shout out to everyone who's getting tested regularly and forming their pods and getting the work done shout out to them but yeah we're in a pandemic yeah and there's definitely people like who are like having to work and there's it's crazy what's happening with the pandemic i can't believe it it's weird okay i was talking to my friend about this and i'm wondering if you have thoughts because like when i was in i don't know middle school i feel like that's the last time i remember actually like taking a history class and i was learning about like all these big events or like that we're supposed to study and remember that were like historical i felt like those people's lives were just like encapsulated by that and like that they weren't people beyond that like just that experience Mm -hmm. that they were living and so now that we are living through like these historic wild like first times like in our lifetime experiences it's so weird how your real life just keeps going like and you just have to and i feel like that's unique to the united states probably and like our capitalist society and all those things and but it's weird that's very weird it's like Bruh, I, I've seen memes where it's like, I don't want to live in unprecedented, unprecedented times anymore. I don't want to live in a historical moment. Yeah, but when Lady Bird said, I want to live through something, bitch, no, you not don't. This, you not this, not this. She, 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 not, she did not, she, she should have known better. She did not she know what she was talking about. Through. She takes it back, she takes it back. But yeah, it's very much like, as it, it's as if we're in a novel right now. And like the big plot twist happened and we're still like living through the repercussions of that plot mm-hmm. twist and like right. we don't have a choice but to go on mm-hmm. but looking forward to the ending <laughs> whatever it may I be <laughs> or like the new the new chapter anyway the new chapter mm-hmm. i love that yeah okay stars born yeah so for people for people who aren't aware i'm wearing my alley shirt alley from a Star is Born, 2018, starring Lady Gaga and Viola Cooper from 
and iconic. And so, yeah, just by chance, Sydney saw it. And we're going to, now we're going to deep dive into the culture reset that was A Star is Born. Bruh, the way we just sang, why did you do that just now? closest what we were talking about earlier about like the feeling of twilight and just being like obsessed and like a whole different kind of feeling a star is born gave us that for a hot minute it really did with like the possible love affair between them and the performance at the oscars and all that it literally just gave us so 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 much bruh from like because the movie came out like in the fall of 2018 and i even remember like the trailer that came earlier in the year that is such an amazing trailer bruh my favorite part of like going to the movies like before a star is born like came out was like going into theaters and watching the previews for the new movies and a star is born the trailer would play and i w- nine times out of ten each time someone around me like someone i don't know would be like oh my god that's lady gaga what and i'd be like yeah that's her that's her bitch and so it just made me so happy because for me i've always been a little monster pause up bitch pause up (laughs) ever since 2009 i want to say 2008 and for me my favorite thing about a star is born was that it showed people like with no taste that lady gaga was always this good like amazing Oh my gosh, and just bringing up the trailer, literally that trailer itself deserves Oscars. It should be industry standard for a trailer, and just the, oh my gosh, like, literally, I was working at the movie theater then, and just walking by every time, like, I swear, I would, it would bring tears to my eyes, just the thought of her singing, no makeup on, just running her finger down her nose it just really but that was a me as someone with a big nose that was a very important scene for my people Mm -hmm. and she she gave us that she gave us that hey what i just wanted to see you one more time Oh, right, that one bathtub scene. It's called, I think it's called scene ninety six, scene ninety seven, or something. Please, please. You, you want me to be your drinking buddy? You want to be like your dad? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That that's one that I'm scared to watch again, just because of like the feelings. Like I'll be so. Oh my god, the cry that I feel like everyone had after seeing that movie. Even okay, have you seen the other ones? I, I saw the very first one, which <laughs> I loved. I thought it was hilarious. And then I watched the one with Judy Garland, which is the second one. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't I have not seen the third one, which is the one with Barbara Streisand. Mm. What's it called? Yeah. I haven't seen any of them except Lady Gaga's. But I do want to dive into them. But I feel like we don't have to. The Lady Gaga one, I I hope you've seen them. You could speak to it. It is the one. I think culturally, yeah, it is the okay. one. It is the okay. one. But the first two are entertaining because uh, Judy Garland, she was nominated for an Oscar for her one. And she should have won it, but she didn't. And there's still like controversy over that. But I really recommend watching them both. But like this one, to. the 2018 one, is the one. It's the same yes. story, you know, plot. But like, you know differences of the times but also like just a star is born like the fucking soundtrack man 
Bro, when she won the Oscar for Shallow, I full on like broke down of happiness Mm -hmm. because I was like, it's what she deserves. It's what she deserves. It is. The fact it was she nominated for acting. I can't. She was best actress. She was right. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just remember her posting that picture of her like with the balloon, and it was like all the numbers of the, or Oscars she was nominated for. Do you remember that photo? Yeah, I do. I know you do. Yep, yep. I lived, I lived vicariously through her. Like when she was At that moment, bro. When she was like, there could be a, there could be ninety nine people in a room. <laughs> I was that one other person. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What's it called? Okay. You're not going to believe me, but I did see it, and she was there with Bradley Cooper. And let me tell you that when she walked by and I saw her in the flesh, I had never been to a concert or anything. I just was there. That's the only time I've ever, like, been near her. And just shell shock, really. Like, I don't think anything will ever feel like that moment. I really don't think it will. I'm so jealous. I'm I'm happy that you have that. I'm happy that happened to you. A similar st- <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that is when I was like in middle school and we went on like a Disneyland trip with like the uh-huh. school band. And this is like 2012 or like even earlier than that. And we saw like I don't want to make this comparison, but like we saw <laughs> we saw we saw Shane Dawson and California America. And we were just like, oh my god, Shane Dawson. But then, in, in hindsight, we're like, damn, if only we knew. But I feel the oh. same way. That's me. That's been, but you're talking about Lady Gaga. That's been me, like, every time I go, every time I went to go see, like, Lord live, you know? Oh my god, okay. And I never listened to Lord. And, like, this September, I, like, I think I saw on TikTok a PowerPoint about, like, how she was, like, the whole story behind um melodrama melodrama and like her living with that guy and lena dunham's boyfriend or whatever and i was like i'm gonna listen to this album life changing life changing it is so good she's okay so tell me more about your fandom of her but she was my first concert with my sister in oakland in 2014 that was both our first concert and are you familiar with her song Ribs? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. She did Ribs and our life has not been the same ever since. And then we were gonna go see her the same year, but uh, in Berkeley at an amphitheater with mm-hmm. thousands of people and it was amazing. And then obviously I saw her at, during her melodrama era twice and it was really amazing. Breast Supercut. We keep trying to talk about us. That was a good song. Bruh, Liability. Baby oh really hurt me. Crying in the taxi. Saying he don't want to know me. Something in Big Storm. Got you in the next storm. Oh Says God. it was poison. Oh my gosh. The SNL performance of that one in the wedding dress. With Jack Antonoff? Yes. Bruh, Jack Antonoff is that pop girl. Okay, what, like, so that all did happen, right? What do you mean? 
like they were cheating like they were together when lena was like campaigning for like hillary clinton or something oh i don't know about that oh that's who you meant by lena dunham's boyfriend i forgot that they went out but they did go out i don't know if anything happened between them but i know they were like they basically wrote and produced melodrama together and jack antonoff he's like he's produced some of the best albums in recent history like He's worked on Taylor Swift's albums recently. He worked on Lana Del Rey's album last year, Norman Fucking Rockwell, which I is one of my favorites. But I don't know about, I don't know. I think I think the TikTok conspiracy okay. got it. I don't know about this. I'll send you this PowerPoint too, along with the Ratatouille musical. Like, okay, there's see, this is the good parts of TikTok. I think like there's definitely bad parts, but you really there, you really get on some crazy sides like that's how i found out about her and i was like you have to check out this powerpoint i think i think they really did even though like i barely found out about this like in september i'm convinced that they had this secret love affair and that's like the whole album's about their secret love affair i don't i'm gonna have to check it out because i did not get that vibe at all sis they both performed at Outside Lands together last year because they happened to... Because he has Bleachers, right? Which is his band. Mm-hmm. And then they were both on the lineup. And during her headlining set, he jumped on with like an acoustic guitar. And they just were reviving on stage. But there was... Okay. I have not... That's interesting. I'm going to have to do my research on this. I'm going to... You have to. Oh my god, you're going to have so much fun. I'm so Sweet Jesus. But yeah, Melodrama, that album. It came, I remember it came out in 2017. The same time that Controlled by SZA came out. Mm. Forgot what it's a con. Bruh, just how, like, Moonlight, Lady Bird, and Call Me My Name are, like, those three for me. Like, Melodrama, Control by SZA. I don't know a third one for it yet. But, like, those two are, like... Nice. they're always like i never listen to them i do i i always listen it's like i always listen to them but i never need to because they're in constant rotation in my head in your inner 24 7 exactly burned into your brain they are you now like you're them exactly like i don't need to cry to drew barrymore anymore because i already did a hundred times so true. Oh my god, we've they've they kept us fed, Sydney. We're fed. They fed us. But we're starved right we're now. Starved. I mean, we're starved right now, please. please. We need some we need something, but we are fed still. But please, sir, may I have some more? Please, please sir. Please. Go have you seen that one meme where it's like the one girl she's like, Hey, go ahead. Put some more. Oh yeah. Put some more. Don't be shy. <laughs> That was so funny. Oh my god. Shit. We're fed. We're fed, but we stay hungry. But we starve. We starve. And so I'm gonna We're gonna go into our next segment right now, which is called Pop Off. In which I know, I know. I wait. I like you're not are you prepared? Do you have something? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take my bit. And then okay. I'll let you Maybe think about I'll... it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So for for first time listeners, pop off is the segment in which a guest and I will individually go off on anything in the culture. It could be something we are a fan of. It could be something 
that annoys us. It could be like a cause that we're advocators of and just like go off on it and just let it all out and be heard. And so do you want me to go first, Sydney? Yes. Okay. Let me think. Because I have several options. I'm thinking of which one to pick. Hmm. Because I think I peaked with my last one. Because my last one was indoor dining and outdoor Mm -hmm. dining. And I feel like I don't need to say anything more for the year, you know? Okay, but I think I picked... I have one. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm going to pop off right now. Pop off on Prince Charles. His grimy, dusty ass. Queen Elizabeth II's son. Who married the late and great Princess Diana. Who, even though he didn't love her... And was sticking it in Miss Camilla on the side. But everybody knew. Because I watched The Crown, the fourth season. And he is such an insecure mama's boy who didn't get enough affection growing up. That he, like, craves it and everyone else on his terms or whatnot. And just, I would, I'm going to extend that pop-off to the whole royal family. Because I'm like, what are you, sis? What are you, what are you? What do, what do you do? What are you good at? Quickly, what do you do? Nothing. You're just like figureheads, you know. And it's like I struggle with watching The Crown because on one part it's like a good show that I enjoy watching, but on the other hand, it's monarchy propaganda. And so I'm just like, how do I settle with this? Because I'm enjoying the lives of colonizers, so to speak, so to speak. You know, I'm probably reaching right now, but but I'm just. It's pop off on them because just like y'all did Diana so dirty and I will never forgive you guys and I will continue to read like every book on Diana listen to all the podcasts about her all the songs inspired by her everything and yeah pop off on Prince Charles you piece of shit slimy piece of shit nasty nasty man nasty man I don't like you period period I need to watch The Crown. I've turned several people onto The Crown because of how much I won't shut the fuck up about it. But, okay, can you answer me this? Because I only want to see the Princess Diana scenes. Like, that's the only reason I've been, like, wanting to watch it is because I've been seeing, like, clips and outfits and just... That's what I want. That's the part I want to watch. Can I just watch the newest season and still, for the most part, understand? Fuck yeah. Yeah, because the thing about The Crown... You can jump in on any season and, like, just jump in and, like, completely get it. Okay. Yeah. And for this season, yeah, I say you can definitely do that. Because that's what a lot of people have been doing. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. Because I, before that, I did start on the first episode when someone was, like, coughing up blood. And I was like, no, I'm not watching this. Not because they're coughing up blood. I was, like, just, like, the vibe and the tinted. I was, like, filtered on the. I was like, no. Yeah, because, bro, that's. There's a lot of old people coughing up blood on that show but that's throughout the years but yeah I personally think every season is worth watching because it's just good in their own way but if you just want to if anyone just wants to like jump in on the fourth season I recommend doing that also because it's just like it's very good it's a very good season because I people don't understand like people some people understand but for me like not there will never be enough people knowing what happened what Diana went through to like satisfy me you know because i want literally everyone on the planet to be aware of like what she went through yeah. and stuff because like she's 
Like, I literally wrote about her for, like, my job. So, like, I'm a freak like that. I'm a, I'm a stand like that. Yeah. We love that. We love that. But, yeah, Princess Diana forever. There's just one. I don't want to. I was going to spoil a scene, but I'm not going to do it. But it's, it's cool. It's cool. I don't know. It's okay, good. we'll revisit this. We'll revisit this after I've seen it. Yeah, but it's very good. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, it's very good. Fuck you, Prince Charles. Okay, I'm sorry. Had to get had to get out. Do you know what you're gonna pop off on? No, I like. No, I'm not ready. This is something I want to be prepared for. So I'm trying to think. Maybe okay. Let me think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hum the Jeopardy music in honor of the late Alex Trebek. Dun, 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 dun. I'm kidding. That's such a, that's, I'm kidding. But yeah, okay. Cause for, okay. Okay. Okay, I think I know, and I do think it's kind of... Uh, a good issue that people might be on different sides of or have different feelings about and okay so I'm gonna make an argument in case for keeping up with the Kardashians I do think I do know I'm aware that they're problematic and there's lots of problems associated with them especially appropriating black culture and doing all these really bad things I just for the reality tv show aspect of it i really think that that's influenced and had a lot of impact on our society in a lot of ways and even when nothing's happening i could just watch it for hours i could just sit there and just watch them like even when like truthfully when covid first happened i was like i want to see the kardashians like what they're thinking or like i can't wait to see this season so like that it's ending i definitely think it's due time and it's time for it to be over and time for them to i don't know change and start paying their workers in bangladesh and reallocating their wealth and stop appropriating black culture but the show itself i think it will be a time piece and will be reflected on for a long time for better or for worse yeah because i completely understand that because i've never like been an avid watcher of keeping up with the kardashians but we, mm-hmm. how can it not be like a time time capsule show when it's literally been on for over a decade right yeah yeah people literally grew up with that show and for me i have a similar relationship but with the real housewives of like atlanta you know because like the new season of that is coming out this week and it's them like during covid during black lives matter like these protests and so it's going to be very much that like a historic piece to study in the future Mm -hmm. but completely i see that who do you identify in that family as if anyone definitely think i would be that's a good one I want to say, I, I would say Courtney. I think she just does her own thing, and um, 
is she's never been really too involved is also really sensitive and yeah i definitely think courtney i'm also the oldest sister she's the oldest right yeah she is yeah yeah okay i think courtney what about you see i want (laughs) to say kendall okay i want to say kendall Right. But I think I'm going to have to go with Kim. Okay, I that's my first thought that I thought you were going to identify. I could totally see that. Yeah, because in all the best ways. Yeah, I see it cuz she is the blueprint, you know? She truly is. Yeah, and she's the middle sister, no? Mm-hmm. And I'm a middle sibling, so yes. I just get that, and I just get that. But like, if but I don't want to be married to Kanye West. I don't. I don't want that. No. I don't want that. No, ma'am. No, 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 no. Yeah, because see, that was another thing. Like the fact that they were all like vote campaigns, vote campaigns. Bitch, tell Kanye to drop out. Like, what was going on with that? What was up? What was up with that? that was another thing. Did Kanye... it make it make sense? That makes no sense. A whole different thing. The whole different thing. And I never understood how, like, like they still, like, remained in the zeitgeist, you know? Because it's just, like, aren't there other influencers? Aren't there, like, other reality TV shows? But then they're literally, like, the OGs. Yeah, like, how they've stayed relevant for so long and even if the show when the show's over they'll still have that power forever and i also feel feel like fans of kanye can kind of relate to like fans of keeping up with kardashians like i and i feel like maybe that's why they all mesh together because they both understand like that i don't know they're in similar positions but um yeah because i know there's a lot of kanye fans who still like have problems with him but like have hard times letting go like you even made a conrad kanye reference like they impacted culture forever and i think more and more this will happen but we also talked about like see like cancel culture is not real no matter how many times they're canceled they're going to be rich forever and have effect on they'll affect society for long past all of our lifetimes and that's on that that reminds me of this one azealia banks quote like you're you're familiar with azealia banks right Mm-hmm. Okay, Azealia Banks, she has this one quote, and it goes, you can't cancel talent. Mm. And I think, I think she, like, that's the period on that cancel culture conversation. And in a, in a way, you know, because, like, people who are bad, obviously, you know, should be, like, <laughs> you will be dealt with, <laughs> you know? Yes. But then at the same time, it's just, like, Regardless how you feel about like someone like the Kardashians or Azuri Banks or Kanye West, like if they're talented, they're talented. Mm-hmm. Right. In the artist perspective, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, we out here, we out here. I'm trying to think. I, I feel like there was something I was gonna bring up, but I can't remember. Everything's gone. It's gone. Bye, bye to that thought. By thought, by thoughting. <laughs> <sighs> and so with that, I think this has been one of my favorite episodes because we literally, like, well-rounded. We went TikTok, we went cancel culture, we went Star is Born, 
We went fucking the peach. I mean, what can we say? We we, we even like went to like a ro- romantic podcast, like a lifestyle podcast, almost mm-hmm. for a hot minute. We love that. We really hit all the corners. We really did. We really did. And so, yeah. If there's anything, like, last-minute thoughts, anything that we didn't touch on that you'd want to, like, discuss or anything of the sort, feel free to say so. Um, hot sauce belongs on eggs. Thoughts? I've been seeing people tweeting otherwise a lot lately, and I just want to get that off my chest. I prefer hot sauce on my eggs over ketchup. Because some people put ketchup. And I don't, I don't fuck with that. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, good. I'm with that. And that's something that... And, like, I've... Okay, I'm going to be cheesy. But, like, I never end... I Oh, I, from my memory, I never end an episode, like, with a song, right? But I feel mm-hmm. like since we, sang, since we, like, talked A Star Is Born, I feel like we're going to have to do that one... I feel like we're going to have to do it, Sydney. We're going to Haku. But like, I don't know how to do it. Try. You try first. Try, okay. <laughs> Throws up on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think because I don't want to start at the beginning. Okay, I'm going to do the beginning. And then after the beginning, we'll just jump into like the main. Yes. Uh. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Lady Gaga part because I don't, I don't fuck with Bradley Cooper. Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired? Trying to fill that void. Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm I'm falling. falling. And in all of the good times, I find myself longing for change. And in the bad, bad times, I fear myself. I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the crash you the surface where they can't hurt us we're far from the shallow now from the shallow from the shallow we're far from the shallow Okay, now we're going to do the big note. We're going to... She's coming off the wall. She's throwing it. Literally, that trailer, rent free in my head. I'm going to link that trailer in the episode description so the audience can go watch it and like live through it. <laughs> But yeah, and with that, perfect ending. Thank you for coming on, Sydney. Thank you for having me. Toodaloo. Thank you for listening, everyone. Until next time. Bye.